Hey, welcome back, everybody. Man, what a what a wonderful round of playoffs. Exciting stuff. Hello, Vince. Hello, Tyler. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get the pleasantries out of the way here. So, uh, uh, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Obviously, obviously Vince is in a great mood after yeah. tonight. <laughs> I'm a surly son of a bitch right now. That's what I am. <laughs> Why? Why, Vince? Uh, I tell you what, it's not because the Bengals won. Oh. It's because the Niners <laughs> lost. Okay. Well, so let's let's let, uh, let, let, let's, let's, uh, let's start with the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals game. Yeah. Wait, wait. Do you want to start with that game, or you just want to rip the bandaid off? Uh, you know, ugh, doesn't matter to me. Let's let. Uh, <laughs> Sam said Bengals. Let's start Bengals. Okay. So, right. <laughs> Tyler, you were right. Me and Sam were wrong. 27-24 in overtime. The Bengals get the job done against the Chiefs. So, uh, initial thoughts, gentlemen. He's uh, confident going in. He's cold as ice. That man is a killer. Straight killer. Joe Burrow. <laughs> He's uh, Joe Burrow, man. Something special. Kind of makes uh, you know the Raiders losing that playoff game to him a little bit. Um, at least, you know, they lo- they're, they're lost to the championship you know or the afc rep uh going to the super bowl um they got a really good chance of winning it you know against the rams now um but yeah man there's just something special about uh the quarterback uh joe burrow something special yeah uh joe burrow is exactly who the nfl wanted um in in cleveland uh uh, uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he they, he's exactly who they wanted Baker Mayfield to, Mayfield to be, but uh, he's just better. He's he's so confident. Uh, he's you saw him coming in, uh, walking into the stadium with all that ice on his neck. Oh, it was. Uh, he's all swagged out at like his post game interview. Uh, what did he say? Um, I make too much money for this to be fake. It's all real, and I'm just like, <laughs> God damn, I love this guy. Um, <laughs> So, I love it, man. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, he came in in a black turtleneck with like some shades on and then that sweet chain that has his initials onto it. But man, I, I joked around like, with my uh, other group of friends that uh, have a little chat going with him. I said, Vanilla Ice came into the stadium and just destroyed Riley Curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, no, it was good. I, I, that game was. I don't know, man. It, it, like you said earlier today, Sam, that this has been one of the greatest playoffs runs of, of games that I think that I can ever remember. Like every single game has come down to the wire. There has been blowouts and they've been exciting and fun to watch. And uh, the Bengals and Chiefs game was, was no different. Yeah. Every game, every round has had like every game has been like down was there was there crazy blowouts? Uh yeah, the Bills and Patriots was the blowout oh, right, and uh right. Buccaneers uh who did they play in the uh, the Eagles? Buccaneers Eagles was a blowout. And then uh Rams Cardinals was a blowout. Uh, and you know what? Actually so was Chiefs Steelers. So the wild card round had a bunch of blowouts, but from the divisional round and the championship round every every other game was uh tight. Right. Super tight. I mean, both games decided by 3 points tonight. Um, last week, every game was decided on the last possession with three field goals and a touchdown in overtime. So yeah, it's been, 
it's been a super close uh, couple of weeks of football and a lot to be excited about if you're a neutral watcher, even more to be excited about if you're a Bengals or a Rams fan, um, even, mo- uh, even more to be super depressed about if you're a 49ers or a Chiefs fan. So that's fun for me. Well, I, well to make you feel good, Vince, the last time the Bengals were in was what 1988 and they lost in the Super Bowl yeah, to the yeah, 49ers. And the only other Super Bowl they went to was in 81 where they lost to the 49ers. I know. I fucking know. <laughs> I, I know my history. This is their third ever um, Super Bowl appearance. So they're trying to get that first win because the 49ers were in their way. Let's see if they can do it against a different NFC West opponent. So, uh, well, we, you know, Rams and uh, 49ers, what were your as the as the 49er fan Vince what do you think is going to happen to this team 49er team going forward um well the Trey Lance era is officially beginning uh this was Jimmy G's last game as a 49er i genuinely believe that it it would have taken i i don't even know if they win the super bowl like like if the 49ers won the super bowl i don't think Jimmy G stays like i think it was it's Trey Lance's team next year and if it's not then that was a huge swing and a miss on that, on that number three pick because right. you traded away a hell of a lot to get, to, to get up there. Mm-hmm. And when you picked a quarterback, you were saying we were quarterback away. And I think this is basically Jimmy G's ceiling is NFC title, uh, NFC championship game, uh, a p- possible appearance in a Super Bowl like that, that we saw a couple years ago. That's Jimmy G's ce- ceiling. And we, we saw today, like uh, in this two minute drive, he um, had the opportunity, uh, you know, buck 46 to go. And that, that drive just was doomed from the start. I just had the sick feeling in my, uh, like in my chest, man. And uh, he ended up throwing a, an ugly interception as he was trying to get out of a sack and God. So, um, I appreciate all that Jimmy uh, Garoppolo has done for the 49ers. He got us to another Super Bowl. He's won a lot of games for us when he's been able to play, but the man has his limitations and we've seen them and it's time to start fresh with, you know, the man in waiting Trey Lance. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Do you have any bold predictions of where Jimmy G is going to end up? Um, at the moment, no, I have like, I have to believe he's going to be going to a team with a winning, like th- that is, you know, close, but not like on the doorstep. Like, I, I think maybe like if, if Pittsburgh might, might, might that's, be a team that, that he goes thinking. to, that's what I was thinking, uh, you know, something like that, um, where they're, they're not going to ask him to do too much. Cause you have Najee Harris there. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that you can dump it off to. You have three stud wide receivers in Pittsburgh. Denver. Uh, so may- maybe, maybe somewhere like that. Um, they're not going to send him to like freaking Houston or something like that's, um, I, 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 I don't see that being a thing. Pittsburgh, Denver. Um, you know, I, I think it, it might make sense for him to go to Denver because, you know, they got a good defense. They got a new coaching staff. Uh, one other thing is, um, it also depends where like Aaron Rodgers goes or if Tom Brady is actually retired. I mean, uh, even if, even if Tom retires, Tampa's yeah. not picking up, uh, no, no. Jimmy G. Yeah. 
Oh no no no! I'm 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 saying like it it depends where a bunch of these other quarterbacks go. Yeah, because mm. I mean Green Bay might be a landing spot for him if um like if they have to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, uh, that might be and they decide that Jordan Love isn't the answer. I don't know. Jordan Love is not the answer, but I am thinking about how Jimmy G left Lambeau Field saying you know f the Packers and f Green Bay. So. Yeah. I, I don't know if the doors open for him to, you know, he grew, I don't know. Money talks. He, he grew up a bears fan. So, I mean, that, that was probably the kid in him, uh, getting the better of him in, on that, on that hot mic. Uh, but I agree. Fuck the Packers. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not a free agent, right? Like he has to no, be traded. No. Or, or yeah. He'll have to be yeah. traded. So it's, I mean, I, I have to believe that, um, the Niners are going to do whatever possible to at least give him, a fair shake. Like maybe they send him to Denver, like, like, like you mentioned, that that might be another landing spot uh, somewhere out of conference, but with a team that's, you know, has pretty good pieces in place um, where he can elevate them from a mediocre team to a pretty good team. So, I mean, uh, he, he's a middle of the pack quarterback, like, like, I mean, and quarterbacks, if you don't have a top five guy, like you're, you're, you're chasing. So, yeah. You know, we'll see. And they'll probably be able to get more than just the one second rounder that they gave up to get him. So, I mean, overall, it's going to be, uh, you know, in the end. I, I don't see them getting more than, than, than a second round pick and like maybe a, a fifth. Well, round that's pick. the point. They gave up one second rounder and that's it to get Jimmy. So they're going to get at least two picks for him, whether it's a second and a fourth or something like that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm obviously not a cap expert. I'm not a draft expert or anything. That's just, there's no way, like they're going to be able to get at least two picks for him. If sure. they're, they're handing out other teams are handing out, you know, firsts and seconds for all kinds of quarterbacks. Jimmy's at least a, he's a guy that can get you to the playoffs, you know? So, I mean, and that's, that's all kinds of money for ownership. So that's, there's an incentive to bring him in. If you're a team that's kind of looking so, well, I'm kind of curious because I mean, I, obviously, Jimmy's time is it's done in Santa Clara, um, but also too that there's talks that that Russell Wilson, I don't think the team's going to trade him, but if he demands a trade to get out of there, you know, he might be a hot commodity as well. Um, so be very, I'm very curious to see what the shakeup of the uh, free agency for for quarterbacks is going to be because you know Aaron Rodgers is available. Um, you know, if if Wilson is true, then he's on the table. Jimmy G is on the table. You know, there's a lot that I think um, shakeup wise, it's going to be kind of interesting off season. Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of NFC quarterbacks specifically that are um, up for grabs. And, you know, you don't want to deal within the conference if you can avoid it. But just I guess it depends what your best offer is. And, um, for example, I don't see the Niners making a deal for Russell Wilson, for example. That's that's not no. going to happen. They're yeah. not trading him in the division, but maybe do you think ma- they maybe Seattle sends him to the Buccaneers? I don't know. Do you would do you think uh, the 49ers might do Jimmy G a solid and send him to the Bears? If the Bears were interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bears have the Bears are already paying um you know uh, Nick, Nick um, Foles. Um, I want to, I want to call him by, yeah, I want to call him his, his, his Philly nickname, which is big Dick Nick, but, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, they're already paying him a gratuitous money, gratuitous amount of money, and then they're also paying uh, the other quarterback that they drafted that was a bust for him. So they'd have to offload one of those quarterbacks in order to be able to afford Jimmy. So it's not going to happen. I mean, no Nick way. Foles is a backup for Trey Lance. I mean, I don't. But, you, but he's but Nick Foles is getting paid. Starter, uh, starter, quarterback no, money. You don't want that as well. I mean, you don't want that. Yeah, I mean, if they work out, I don't know. You know, like I mean, restructured. Yeah, uh, they, they'd have to restructure. I, I think if Nick Foles is going to leave Chicago, the deal has to be restructured. There's no way any team is going to take on starter salary for a backup. So yeah. Chicago is well, going to have to eat a, uh, at least half of that contract. I would figure. So clearly, you know, you haven't said it, but I'll, I'll rip the bandaid off for you. The Rams and 49ers played tonight and the 49ers obviously didn't get the job done um, with the Rams going into the Super Bowl. I'm looking at the 49ers uh, free agency next year. And honestly, there's a lot to be to have good positive vibes going into next year because you're really not losing a lot of key players. Um, You know, the only guys that are going to be free agents that are like big names on this list is Joukowsky Tart who obviously had the blunder of a, of a interception that he could have had wow. Raheem, yeah. Raheem, uh, Quan Williams, Jeff Wilson. Yeah. And that's I kind mean, of it, you know, cause I'm looking at like Jason Verrett, who was on a, you know, rookie or who's on a, basically a give me deal. Cause he was injured. And then you've also got, um, uh, who else is on it? Josh Norman, who he's not gonna be on the team next yeah. year. Josh Norman. Both of those guys, yeah, their, their best days are behind them. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, all of the key players are still under contract for the Niners, so they'll be, you know, right in the mix again next year, which is great. And if uh, Trey Lance is able to deliver on the promise of being a top three pick in the draft, we're looking at, you know, a lot of fun. And his, you know, it, he, he's got a sh- huge cannon of an arm. He's mobile, and he can do... He has the skill set to be really, really good, but he's also highly inexperienced. And so that's probably part of the reason why after the first couple of games, we barely saw him. Like uh, they were talking initially of having like, you know, a two quarterback system of some kind where Trey comes in for five or 10 plays a game, but they pretty much abandoned that after the uh, second game. And uh, the, like uh, Jimmy was injured for a couple of games and those were the starts that Trey made. Um, so, I mean, I don't see, uh, like we, we didn't see the two quarterback system, I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. So it's going to be all Trey next year. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is an exciting, scary time. Cause we're going to find out real quick if, uh, this pick was a waste or not. And so I'm, I'm anxious, but I'm also excited and I'm hopeful and I'm fearful. Um, I'm feeling all of the feelings right now. Uh, I'm all over the place. Um, uh, I don't like losing. This is not fun for me. <laughs> it's not fun for any of us. So, um, and to lose to the Rams, the same old sorry ass Rams that are now, you know, that beat us. Ugh. Well, like I said, I mean, you got to remember too, the Rams paid for this whole entire team. So next season, I highly doubt that they'll be right back in the dance because <laughs> they have so many big names that are not going to be on that team next year. It's well, not going to happen. They, they, they all, can't afford it. They always make the like all kinds of crazy moves. And I'm like, how the hell are they still under the salary cap? So, I mean, 
the salary cap is a myth. So, I mean, I don't know, at least for the Rams, it is, I don't know how they do it, but they always seem to be able to find the money, make the moves, whatever. So, I mean, we'll see, like, obviously guys like Von Miller, um, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Those guys are, those are guys they brought in this year. Um, I wonder who the big names are. They bring in mid season next year for pennies on the dollar. I don't know what you the know, hell I, kind I really, of sorcery. I really think if the Rams win the Super Bowl this this come you know in a couple weeks, I would not be surprised if um, one they could either like go for it again next year because they for the most part they would have everybody intact, um, and you might be able to get like Von Miller and and Odell. Odell Beckham Jr. to come back on, um, like you know, team friendly deals, cap, cap friendly deals uh, to go after another one. But I think after that, you know, like the the aging is everybody's a couple years older now. You got that Super Bowl or two um, in the new building, uh, and then I think they would probably start to maybe rebuild. Um, I think they're just they're really going all in on the Super Bowl this year. You know, they made all these trades and then next year because they got this new stadium and you want to win when you get a new stadium um, and create fandom. You know, like the 49ers took over the stadium again. <laughs> yeah, it was at least a two. To, it was right around probably a two to one um, advantage in terms of fans in the stands. Um, everybody, like all the reporters on Twitter, they were saying, you know, uh, two thirds to one third, 70 to 30, somewhere in that range. Like facetiously, a couple people were joking. It's like nine to one, but it, it wasn't quite that bad. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, winning is how you build fans. And I mean, if they end up winning the Super Bowl, that's going to go a long way to creating Rams fans in LA, uh, where they, you know, had abandoned for 20 years and let Niners fans be created, where there were Raiders fans already. And, Cowboys and Packers fans like there's yeah. uh, all kinds of fan like the Rams are probably the fifth favorite team in that market right. uh, g- coming into the season uh, Chargers are probably about 10th I don't know like <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sure that you know Seahawks fans Steelers fans they're probably outnumbered Chargers fans in LA uh, but you know if you make the playoffs you start winning games uh, go to go to the Super Bowl. That's going to go a long way to help um, grow your fan base. Um, winning winning helps. Yeah, and they don't have a draft pick until what 2024, 2025 or something like that. The Rams. Yeah, there's the, <laughs> they they they've traded away every draft pick almost. Yeah. I I'd have to look and see. I'm sure they've got like a couple fifths and sixths lying around. But yeah, that's crazy. Anything else about these uh, past two games? No, I think uh, we'll just jump into our um, pick them challenge. uh, Just a quick recap. Uh, Sam and I both had the Chiefs and the 49ers. We were both wrong. Tyler had the Bengals and the 49ers. He got the Bengals game right. So uh, Tyler adds four points to his score. He's up 15 to nine on me. The Super Bowl is worth eight points. So he's got a six point lead. So basically if I'm going to catch him, I have to pick a team, the team he doesn't pick. Um, he's going, he's already told us he's sticking with the Bengals. He said it back in the wild card round. Uh, so we'll have to see if I'm going to sell my soul or not to pick the Rams. 
I don't know how badly I want to do that just for a pick that doesn't matter. So we'll see. Well, you know um, what? We, we don't have to make that decision just yet. I'm going to let the cat out of my bag because uh, I, I have never picked worse these playoffs. Like I, I think I got like three right altogether. Um, uh, five total. You have four in the wild card. You got one in, uh, out of four in the division and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Dog poop. Um, so I'm going to pick the Rams because if whoever I pick is most likely going to lose. So I don't want the Rams to win. So I'm picking the Rams because I want them to lose. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I could lock it in right now if you want. I mean, I've got lock the spreadsheet open. <laughs> all right. So, all right, Tyler, you're going to stick with the Bengals. Sam, you're going to go with the Rams. Going Rams. Um, I'm, but I want them to lose. That, that's right. why I'm picking them. I want to be clear about that. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have opening lines yet, I don't think. And game's two weeks away. But like I said, I'm not ready to make a pick either way yet because uh, how, how bad do I want to win versus, I mean, versus my, my eternal soul, you know? So um, I don't know. I got a, it's a little come to Jesus moment for Vince, I guess, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, stay tuned for that. I think I'll have to buy me a, a Burrow jersey if he uh, if he pulls off this uh, a magical run that they've got going on here. I'm gonna I'm gonna look online and try and buy me one because <laughs> yeah, the the Eagles quarterback is uh, definitely not gonna be a jersey I'm yeah. buying. Yeah, no no Jalen Hurts on the uh, hanger for you. Uh, I'm good. I the running gag with um because you know uh, Wentz was always hurt. So the running gag was that our roster at one point had their last names, which was Wentz Hurt. And I was like, great, great. We can't even get away from our own quarterback's last names as a joke to our own quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <clears throat> um, um, how do we feel about the Raiders and their most recent acquisition? Ah, yes. Um, uh, go ahead, Sam. J- jump in. Uh, let's let's get going. Well, um the Raiders have uh, announced their their uh, general manager. They're still working out the details on the coach. Uh, so let me actually bring that up on my computer. So um, um, Dave the, Ziegler, the rumored hire. Uh, I'm sorry. Dave Ziegler is uh, has been named the general manager of the Raiders. Uh, so that's official. That's on their website. Um, you know, the Raiders from their, from their account have tweeted about it. So that's Dave Ziegler is confirmed. He's the general manager. Um, most likely it's going to be Josh McDaniels uh, coming over also from new England. Um, I, I personally, I mean, we know about what happened with him in the Colts and how he left them at the altar. Um, and we know about the imploding of what happened in Denver um however with the even with that i i still think as a as a coordinator i mean and he could be better served as an offensive coordinator and not a head coach um but as a coordinator i think this could be really good for Derek Carr in the offense uh because what does new england's offense like to use they like to use those you know, wiggly, slippery little white guy receivers. And what do the Raiders have? They have Hunter Renfro who moves the chains. He's that 
Cooper Cup type of wide receiver that's all over the field. New England also loves using tight ends, and the Raiders have a, a really good core of tight ends. It's not just Darren Waller. Um, the backups are also really good tight ends, so they're pretty deep at tight end. Um, I think what's missing is uh, adding another wide receiver. Um, you know, we saw what he- what Henry Ruggs was capable of when he was on this uh, on this team. I think finding a replacement for that. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Devontae Adams and Green Bay. Uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams played together at Fresno State. They have both publicly said they would love to play together uh, in the pros. Um, Green Bay could obviously, uh, you know, put the uh, uh, the franchise, franchise tag, tag. On, on Devontae Adams and retain him. Um We'll see. A lot of it's going to have to do with with what Green Bay is going to do with Aaron Rodgers. So we, we need that domino um, to fall before, you know, that speculation can start. And if they're going to franchise them or not or let them want. Um, if somehow they were able to get a, a big name wide receiver and keep most of the, the Darren Wallers and, you know, bringing back Josh Jacobs, um, New England won a football game with passing the ball once or twice, you know, against Buffalo. So they're able to create uh, – Josh McDaniels is also able to create a pretty uh, solid running game with different running backs. We've seen New England create running game with different backs. Um, and the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, uh, who's been a, you know, a pretty good running back when healthy. That's the question. Can he stay healthy? Um and then also, you know, if it is uh, McDaniel's bringing in a defensive coordinator, who's who is he going to bring in as a defensive coordinator? There's speculation that um, he's going to bring in um, uh, Gerard Mayo uh, from New England. Um, there's also, you know, other names that are being floated around. There's a possibility that the some of the staff members on on the current. Um, Raiders coaching staff, uh, Gus Bradley may remain. Um, it just kind of depends. They're, they're sorting all those things out, you know, now my, you know, like I said about the, the Colts thing and the Denver thing, I still think it's a good hire. Um, you know, Dave Ziegler has been the guy that's been finding players, uh, for new England for the past few years, bringing in guys in, they, they're constantly, uh, moving the roster around and finding players. Um, you know, they had a Hall of Famer, Tom Brady, for years and years and years. So he covered up a lot of issues uh, for, for that team. What I would like to see is is them being able to draft well again. You know, they're I think they have the 22nd pick overall uh, first round. You know, it's can you add a starter? Is that, you know um, – somebody on the at, at the skill position you know offensively is it another wide receiver or running back or you know they got to do something with the offensive line um you know but there's there's good talent on both sides of the ball and late in the season as the defense got better um they they uh started to play some of their younger guys out of necessity because of injuries and some of these younger guys uh, like Nate Hobbs and uh, Divine Diablo played really well. Um, those guys were kind of down the roster at the beginning of the season. Uh, 
And as injuries mounted, they got their opportunity to play, and they actually played really well. And Hobbs ended up becoming probably their best corner by year's end. Um, and he was in his rookie season. So there are some bright spots here and there. There are some players that need to add. Um, but this is a 10-win team roster. It's a playoff team. Um, battle through a lot of adversary. Um, and I think I think McDaniels is coming here with the intent of keeping Derek Carr. I don't. I really don't think Derek Carr is getting traded. Um, Mark Davis wants to win. Um, if you trade away Derek Carr, who's better that you can get? Unless I, I was thinking about the Aaron Rodgers thing, and I don't know the vaccine stuff. Like what's going on? You know, it, could that possibly cause a an issue. I was thinking about that. Um, you know, if he's not vaccinated, we know this thing isn't just going to go away overnight. Um, if people continue to get sick, are they going to, you know, not allow him to play? Are we going to, you know, what, what's going to happen with all this? Um, what, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of, uh, openings for quarterback and with Tom Brady and, and maybe Aaron Rodgers retires and it's, now it's like everybody kind of moves up a, a couple of slots. So Derek Carr, if you're number 10 quarterback, you know, two great quarterbacks just retired. You're now number eight. <laughs> so um, I, I think he's coming here with the intent of keeping Derek Carr. Yeah. So there's no way, like I know we talked about, I said, Russell Wilson, he's, that's not going to be a move that's going to happen or move the needle for, for Vegas, Derek Carr, I think, um, is a better pocket passing quarterback. And right now, Russell Wilson, I think is on the tail end of his career. Um, so that's, that's not going to happen. The Aaron Rodgers thing is interesting. Um, I am looking it up. Uh, it's, it's pretty much the same as every other state for the most part. You, you have to be either fully vaccinated or partially vaccinated. Um, but it is not requiring booster shots or anything of that nature. So if Rodgers were to be playing for the Raiders, he'd have to come up with a negative test every single week in order to participate and play just like he did in green Bay. So um, I, I did some thinking they are probably going to keep Carr, in my opinion um, to get Devonte Adams, assuming green Bay doesn't, you know, put the franchise tag onto him. That would probably, that is to me, that seems the most plausible thing. And the most Mark Davis, you know, for the Raiders, we're here to win. That is the move that I think as soon as Daniel's contract, whatever stipulations they're trying to work out, gets done. I'm picking up the phone and, and I am trying to see if I can get Devonte Adams to come to, to, to Las Vegas. That is a quintessential move that says we're here to win. Now we have the coach, we've got the team. Now we've got all the star players. We need to give our, our quarterback the chance to win. Yeah, man. I, I, I really think if somehow you were able to add um, another wide receiver like Devonte Adams caliber, offensively with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, uh, Josh Jacobs, and they, you know, as their backup, Kenyon Drake and Jalen Richard in, in the backfield, those are all capable backs that can catch the ball. And that's what Josh McDaniels likes to run. Um, and Derek Carr has shown threat through his career, he could get the ball downfield. He could pass it short. Um, he's shown that he, he could be that gunslinger um, or he can win by being more conservative. I really think with 
Josh McDaniels, he, I don't know. I don't want to say his game could go to a whole other level. I think what could happen is, is you got somebody who's a better play caller. Yeah. He's, he's going to be, he's me in better positions to succeed with the correct. I think that's, what's going to happen offensively. And I think John Gruden did a lot of good things with Derek Carr, but for whatever reason, like the running game, the offensive line, like net, like the offensive line got good and then it got worse and they could never really fix the offensive line. And they spent a lot of draft picks there and it really hasn't like Colton Miller has, you know, he he's good, but is he a top five tackle in the league right now you know, and then they spent leather, the I'm trading, capital on leather. I'm trading Leatherwood. I'm uh, trading him. You know, so it's just the, and, you know, I, I listened to, you know, a few Raider shows and, you know, Lincoln Kennedy, who is, a, you know, was a really good tackle in his time uh, when he was with the Raiders. You know, he's already saying, like, it, there just needs to be a new philosophy at the offensive line. So you really got to move off of, uh, you know, Tom Cable's considered um, one of the better offensive line coaches. And I'm sure he's a, a absolute amazing coach. I'm sure of that. You don't last this long in the league um if you're not that good but i i agree with lincoln kennedy it's just that the young guys are not progressing the way that they should be um and even the veterans that you're bringing in it, it's just not something is not work it just needs a new philosophy um and the running game the running game they're just what I you look at the numbers like man Josh Jacobs his rookie year he went over a thousand yards he what where's his yards at when you look at the game there wasn't a lot of like running lanes for him you know there wasn't a lot of like downfield blocks if he did get room it it, it finally showed up in that um the you know the the Chargers game you know where he was able to the off that was probably the the best running game he had um where he was breaking tackles and moving and and he was still fighting through pain. Um, But the offensive line just needs to a a massive uh, upgrade is it's just the young guys are not progressing. Um, And that was concerning under, under John Gruden and Tom Cable. Um, So I do think like that's something that could potentially be remedied with this new coaching staff um, because he has been able to, to, put offensive lines together and have a running game and have a sophisticated offense and better play calling. I, John Gruden, you know, like I said, he did some good things with Derek Carr, but there were certain situational things where I did. I, I think a majority of people and it's easy for us to be Monday morning quarterback. It just didn't make sense on certain, certain calls. Um, under John Gruden. So I think offensively they have a really good opportunity to be really good. Um, they're in the controlled environment on this, you know, dome, uh, uh, you know, dome field. Uh, so, I mean, and if they could just get some type of D continue to build the defense, um, you know, so who knows? I mean, it's exciting, you know, it's, I, I was not that big of a fan of John Gruden coming back. You know, I just think there's things change. 
offensive chains. Um, it just seemed like he, it was like a old school offense in the modern era. And it, it just didn't quite work to me, but um, I like the hire. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like the hire because of what happened with the Colts, but I actually think it's going to, the X's and O's will, will be a lot better. I think. So this, um, okay. Well, two things I, I, I'm concerned about him coming and being the head coach with what happened in Denver. Do I think he's going to cheat again? No, but you know, I, I think he's learned his lesson, but I'm just, I know there's a target on his back and a lot of eyes are going to be watching him because he's getting a second run at this. And I, I just hope that he's learned from his lesson, you know, and just make this Raiders team be in a position to, get past that hump. I just feel like the Raiders have always been on this hump that they can't get over of, of they get to the playoffs or, you know, they're right there on the didn't, precipice. And didn't Adam they, Gase get a second chance? I mean, like out of all the coaches, like, yeah, I mean, true. I mean, I mean, also Chip Kelly got a second chance. Sorry to rub it in there, Vince, but um, you know, I, I just want to, but Chip Kelly didn't cheat or anything like that, but I just want to make sure that there's going to be a lot of eyes watching on the Raiders head coach, and what he does. And I'm sure that every single game that we, you know, watch the nationally televised, they're going to be talking about his stint in Denver and, you know, what's he doing to make it better. So I hope that the media flag, and it's just, I, I think it's a good hire. I just want to make sure that they can look past all this media that they're going to get with him being there of negative connotation and negative news. So um, I think I sent you guys a video earlier too, of like, when uh, I forget the, it was a defensive end and he was talking about how, you know, they, they were having lunch and near the end of the season and, you know, their whole entire season tanked after, you know, Daniels got fired and he goes, we were having breakfast. I think I was having waffles or something. And we looked and I said, we were cheating. We were, we were cheating. And that's how, that's how they won. So I think I like the hire. I think uh, it maybe not have been my first pick, I probably would have tried to see, you know, what the the pulse was on on uh, Sean Payton since he left New Orleans. But I think, a scheme wise, I think uh, being able to to draw plays that gets the offense involved and puts Derek Carr in a position to to succeed and gets you know um, Josh Jacobs in a position to succeed. I think this is a great hire for for the Raiders, and I I do see them at least getting out of the second round of the playoffs this time. Easily. It's healthy, healthy team, healthy team. Barring injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Always healthy to, team. Always have to have that caveat when you're talking uh, any sport, but especially the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like it. I like the hire. I'm cool with it. Um, Does and it get you, know, you to the Super Bowl? We'll see. I, we'll see. In Josh McDaniel's defense, I mean, what happened in Denver? Yeah. I think he came in as a, as a, a young coach and uh, a younger guy and, you know, not much older than some of these players and, you know, tried to try to rule with an iron fist and it backfired and, you know, he got rid of Jay Cutler, but what the hell did Jay Cutler win before he got there? What did Jay Cutler win after that? I mean, you know, um, and now in retrospect, everybody says Jay Cutler was like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. Um, I mean, so, and you know, 
he won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. You know, like he, he he won a game. Um, you know, so I think he made a lot of mistakes in Denver. And that was that was 10 years ago. And you know, what he did to the Colts was extremely unprofessional. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. Uh, and I think that's why he hasn't been interviewed for other opportunities. And I think that's why I think the Raiders are the only team that really inquired about interviewing from their, for their head coaching um, opening. And I think the, the Colts yeah, that, thing, that Colts thing was weird. It was weird. It was almost like, and like it's daddy really, Belichick didn't give it's him the, it's okay. really not clear what happened. It's really not like that has, because today and yesterday, as all of this is break, coming out that he was, you know, um, he's coming to the Raiders. Uh, I started doing some reading and research and videos and blah, blah, blah. on like what happened with him and the Colts. And it's really not that clear. Some people speculate that the quarterback situation, he wasn't happy with the quarterback situation and he wanted to make moves with the quarterback situation. And then the Colts kind of, you know, I, no, we're happy with our quarterback situation or no, we want to go this direction. So, but nobody really knows and nobody really, he doesn't talk about it and he won't talk about it. Um, so we don't know. I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened um, for certain. Um, from what I'm hearing is that he's one of the things that uh, Mark Davis was really keen on was trying to bring in somebody that can continue to develop or continue to work with Derek Carr, that they don't really want to move off of him unless they could get somebody who is, you know, head and shoulders better. Mm -hmm. But for you to get some, like, who's better? Who's like, that's what I'm saying. What are you giving up to get that quarterback? Because yeah, Mahomes I, is not, I'm not really moving on a young kid, right? Like, yeah, the Chiefs are not, not trading Mahomes. So, who's yeah. the net? Are the Bengals getting rid of Joe Burrow? Like, who, who are you getting that's better than Derek Carr? So, you, now you're giving up Derek Carr and you're probably giving up a whole handful of draft picks. So, and if you get rid of Derek Carr this year and you say, well, we're going to get a quarterback in the draft. It's not really a loaded quarterback draft this year. And, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like next year. Um, so and, and those draft picks aren't for certain. Like we were talking about Trey Lance. Like it's his it, Trey, it's Trey Lance time because of the, he's the third overall pick. And he shows all the signs of being, really good but it's not a guarantee there's been plenty of plenty of busts plenty of first round quarterbacks have busted you know i mean ryan leaf achilles smith uh god like like if you want to dig deep like i mean the the list goes on and on i i was trying to avoid saying a certain name for sam's sake but um i'm not gonna say jamarcus russell's name on air (laughs) so you know it's it's not a guarantee that you could go and, and draft a quarterback and, you know, it's going to work out. Um, so I do think sticking – and I've criticized Derek Carr quite a bit. The the fumbles, like 
God, the fumbles just drive me insane. And we've talked about this before. Like, at least if you throw a pick, depending on the down and the situation, at least if you throw a pick, it, it, it's a third and long, and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to take a deep shot, maybe, maybe get the fall, ball down the field, um, and you throw a pick. At least it's it, it's like a punt. You know, it's like a punt. It sucks that you have the turnover, but you threw it deep in the on the other side of the field. Where when you fumble and you give them a short field, like those are the turnovers that like really piss off. I think all Raider fans and, and you know when you fumble the ball, give them a short field. Um, I don't know if, if coaching can solve that. Is that decision making? I, I I don't know. Is it the situation? Um, but s- s- the the fumbles need to stop. Like that's my criticism of Derek Carr because he can throw it. He, you know he's accurate, um, but there's just the fumbles, man. The fumbles is what drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean it's. I don't think there is a better one unless Aaron Rodgers is somehow plucked away. But then, I don't know. Do you? If that were to happen, do you make the move to try and get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? I mean, assuming, you know, Green Bay doesn't uh, franchise tag them, which if they were smart, they would. But um, Well, you would have to trade for Aaron Rodgers, and then they would have to let uh, Devontae Adams just go. Um, Because I don't think think you could work out some type of, like, sign-and-trade thing in the NFL. I don't, I, no. you know, so he's a, he's a restricted free agent. So, um, or is, is he like a, is, is that a, uh, maybe you guys know, is he a restricted or unrestricted or does that uh, he, matter? He's un, he's yeah, unrestricted. But the franchise tag basically overrides All that. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, the, the other part is if you're going to try to trade for Aaron Rodgers that's going to cost you so much draft capital and possible, yeah. you know, actual player capital as well. Um, so I, I, I don't know what that asking price is, but I, I have to believe since um, the Lions got a couple of first round picks for Matt Stafford, um, you're probably looking at the next eight first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Like, like yeah. it, it's going to be a steep asking price, even for a 38 year old Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like, I, and I don't think eight, I'm willing. But it's probably to going to be three. Yeah, I, and I don't. I don't think I'm willing to give up two, because he's 38. So even if he goes two years, I mean, he's going to be 40. It's not like all these quarterbacks go and play until they're 45, like Tom Brady. Yeah, he, you know, Tom Brady's the exception, not the rule. Right. So I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not. I'm not. If it was like, hey, I'll give you. Derek Carr in a second round pick or one first round draft pick. Okay. Maybe Derek you know? Carr in two first round picks. Doesn't no. doesn't Nope. You're not doing it. I think that's what, what it's going to cost is yeah, I'm not so. doing at it. least that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, because you're, and it, cause like I said, you got to fix the offense. You got to get offensive line addressed. You're going to need another wide receiver of, some kind. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm not doing that. Um, and, and I highly doubt, uh, green Bay is just going to let 
Devonte Adams walk, you know? Well, Devonte Adams has come out and said that he wants 30 million on his next contract anyway. So I, good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think we've, uh, we've beaten this horse to death. Um, let's just jump real quick onto the Tom Brady saga because it came out on Saturday that he was going to retire, but then, uh, he like all of a sudden Tom Brady's like, wait, I didn't say that. Um, uh, I didn't, I haven't decided one way or another. And, uh, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Cause you have all these, um, highly respected reporters saying, yeah, he's done. Like, so somebody in Tom's inner circle probably spilled the beans a little bit sooner than what they were, than what he was expecting. And so I think the information is probably right, but, um, not the timing. So I guess that's, that's the only thing I really got to say about that. Tom Brady's probably retiring, but he just wasn't ready to say it out loud yet. I mean, that means Gronk is probably retiring, re-retiring. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I think Gronk said like, if, if I'm being asked to come back right now, then I would probably retire because he's just, you know, the season just ended and, you know, his body is taking a beating and to stop and then kind of come back and take this beating again. He's probably like, damn, (laughs) yeah, I want to do this again. Yeah. Gronk's made his money. He's had his fun. Um, And I mean, he was a lot, he was a lot of fun, uh, especially in those, uh, those years in new England when he was a fantasy legend and got me my only uh, title back in like 2010 or 2011 or whatever (laughs) the hell it is. So, uh, I mean, um, if it is, if it is, uh, you know, uh, retirement for Tom Brady, you know, I, as a Raider fan that, you know, the tuck game, uh, fuck, you know, but you know, he's, he's great. I mean, he's great at his job. He's really fucking good. And, as a sports fan, it's, you know, great, memorable moments. And um, a lot of writers, a lot of media members, a lot of people made their money on his success too. Um, you know, so he's just, a, you know, he was a badass, man. He's a legend. Definitely, you know. Seven <laughs> rings. You know, he's, just call it the, the Tom Brady uh, Super Bowl award. <laughs> i'm sure there will be like an iron man tom brady award or something along there'll be something in his name oh for sure yeah definitely 100 percent. so i'm sure they should just like you know like college football has like the fred belitnikoff award you know for best wide receiver and things like that like they should just like the best quarterback is the uh tom brady award like just (laughs) Just rename best college quarterback the Tom Brady Award. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I was actually going to move on unless you guys are. are yeah, I'm good. good. Okay, we're good. Um, all right. Anything less left in football we want to talk about before we move on? New. Okay. Um, I just want to hit this uh, soccer point real quick. We we started talking soccer out of nowhere last uh, episode. So I just want to give you guys a quick update. Um, earlier today, uh, United States men's soccer team, uh, they lost to Canada, but they're still in second place in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, they lost 2-0. Uh, they, they're now four points back of Canada. Canada hasn't lost a game yet. They're, they're in the driver's seat. They're looking good to qualify. Uh, top three qualify. Mexico is right is uh, tied with them at 18 points uh, apiece. 
And then Panama is sitting in fourth at 17. Fourth place goes into an international tournament to determine like the last couple of qualifying spots. So that's uh, that's your soccer update. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they blew it early in that game. Uh, like I think it was like seven minutes into the to the game. Canada scored a goal. So it's all right. Solid team. I I wasn't. I didn't have Canada as my uh, as my uh, big board team to to win uh, soccer title games. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, Concacaf in general is not as strong as Europe or um, Europe or Europe or Brazil. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I mean, uh, honestly, even if the U.S. qualifies for the World Cup, I, I suspect they probably will. Uh, if they get real lucky with the seedings, they'll probably end up, uh, you know, sweet 16. Yeah. If they get real, real lucky with the way the draw falls, they might get to the elite eight. They're probably, I think the last I checked, they were like ranked 12th in the world or something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. So, I mean, you could get a little lucky and find yourself in, into the, um, into the uh, final eight of the world cup. Yeah. But, it just depends you know, on your pool. Exactly. Exactly. Your pool and then who you have to draw, who you draw in the knockout rounds. So plenty of talk for that uh, for another day. Um, There was one thing about hockey I wanted to get to before we just, before we (laughs) jump on Warriors. Um, So the the Arizona Coyotes are basically, they they got evicted out of their home stadium in Glendale. Um, The city of Glendale said, that's enough. You haven't paid your fees or whatever. We're done with you. So they've got this big, you know, 18,000 seat arena that, uh, basically their only, their only tenant was the Arizona coyotes. And they gave them the big double barrel middle fingers. Fuck you. We're done with your shit. Um, you're done. So Arizona after the season is going to be looking for a new home and NHL wants to keep them in Arizona. So the only solution that kind of stands right now, cause they can't play in Phoenix for whatever reason, share the arena with the Suns for whatever reason, that's not feasible. They're probably going to be playing at Arizona state university, a 5,000 seat arena uh, for three to four years until they get a new building built, possibly in Tempe, Arizona. So it's this whole situation is a mess. Uh, Brody Brazil covered it, you know, like uh, gave a high level, but a fairly succinct you know, overview of the entire situation. So if you're interested in that, also check out the Phoenix reporters are all over this and it's just, just a nightmare of a situation. And it kind of makes me chuckle, but it also makes me sad, you know, cause what I don't, what, what I don't understand is, okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna make a contrasting uh, uh, comparison here as crappy as the A's ownership is. At least they they paid the the rent. <laughs> they almost did it. The A's almost they, did yeah, it. We, almost we had did that it. situation. We owed like a million dollars or whatever. But yeah, I mean the A's figured it. I don't out. know. I don't know how you get away without paying your rent. Like I don't understand how that worked. But but as much as it sucks, right? It's funny and it's and it's sad all at the same time. I think it's more of like a, a blemish on the commissioner for NHL. Like how do you run a professional franchise sport and you have one of your teams going to play in a 5,000 seat arena because they didn't pay their bill. That's so embarrassing. Just for context, the smallest arena in the entire, in all of hockey is actually in Winnipeg and they have just over 15,000. 
uh, in there. And so you're talking about uh, playing in an arena a third of that size. And I mean, yeah, it's all fun and games, you know, a temporary one-year situation uh, for a bad team. Sure, you can kind of get away with that. It sucks and you're going to lose a bunch of money on it, but you can kind of get away with that. But if you're talking three or four years and the Coyotes, if they find themselves good playing meaningful games, like if, you, if they're playing playoff hockey, you can't do that in a 5,000-seat arena. Good God. Like, I mean, I, I, I think there's funerals that could hold 5,000 people like th- that aren't celebrities. Good God. Like, I mean, this is, this is a potential embarrassment if they don't figure this out uh, because it, it's just, it, it can't stand. And honestly, I, I didn't get why they moved uh, into Phoenix. Uh, like, I mean, I guess they, they saw a potential untapped market, but it, it just hasn't really worked out in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I can't really recall a time where I've like seen them. They, they can't put together a consistent winner since they've been there. They used to be the uh, Winnipeg Jets a long time ago. And then in 96, I think they relocated to Phoenix. So, I mean, other potential cities like that I would look at is Houston and Milwaukee because, you know, they're still staying in the same division. They'll be in the central still. Um, And those are two untapped uh, professional markets for hockey. Uh, Milwaukee, because it's, you know, it's cold and snowy and there's a lot of hockey players that come out of Wisconsin and then you can also like, you know, build a rivalry with uh, Minnesota over there. And then Houston, you could foster a rivalry with, um, uh, with Dallas. So, I mean, but it, it's just, it, I, I never understood Phoenix, like why they were there. And they, they've, uh, they had ownership problems in the past too. It's just the whole, the whole situation sucks. And I I get they really want to make it work, but sometimes you just got to realize it's not working and you got to save face. And they've done that before with Atlanta twice. They've, they tried to go into Atlanta. It ended up not working. So they moved them out and they became the Calgary flames. And then they went into Atlanta again and were the thrashers and it didn't work out. They went back to Winnipeg and became the jets again. So this is, this is something that they're, they're willing to do if it gets bad enough. And I don't know how this situation doesn't qualify as bad enough. Mm. So I don't, there's no way the, the, I mean, who knows, maybe they could get a new GM and turn things around, but they have 10 wins this year. I know that we, we go off of points in, in, in hockey, but uh, the last time they made the playoffs was last year in a weird, funky season that they managed to get in. Um, they haven't been in a playoff since I want to say 2016 prior yeah. to that like a playoff yeah so, every now and then there's just one random season where they get good enough to qualify for the playoffs but it's just it's it's too few and far between in 41 seasons as uh being the the, the coyotes here they've made the playoffs 20 times and most of those were actually when they were in winnipeg yes correct yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think they made the playoffs in phoenix maybe three or four times since 1997. Yeah. Okay. I think that's when they became the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, um, there's your hockey update. The sharks lost. Um, uh, they're, you know, they're struggling. They're getting injured. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Warriors won yesterday. 
uh, they it was kind of an exciting game. They were up 19 at one point that I saw, and then they ended up having to barely scrape by with the win against Brooklyn Nets. Uh, uh, just real hey, quick, Clay I hit to, that dagger. You know, hit on the, Clay hit the dagger, and uh, uh, Kyrie Irving was able to play because of some loophole in the way uh, they allow vaccinated players. Uh, the home vaccinated players can't play in San Francisco, but I guess visitors are allowed. It's, I don't, I don't like that rule. Yeah. Visitors are allowed to play as long as they show a negative COVID test. So I think that's just something that the city of San Francisco overlooked. And um, I don't know, that might be changed here fairly soon or in the next, uh, I mean, city ordinances don't have to follow a basketball schedule or anything like that. So it could change at a moment's notice, but um, my, 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 we talked about this last night, but my argument with last night was Kyrie Irving had that, that disgusting, you know, right wing fade away three to put them, you know, one point behind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they cut it to um, 107, 106, I think at that point. I don't understand. There was nine seconds. Why do you not foul? Like as soon as he inbounds it, foul him. They shoot two. You're up two. You had a timeout. You use a timeout, go into the front court, and you waste like what? Try and waste four or five seconds before they foul you? I don't know. I just I don't see why we don't do that. That we put ourselves in a in a more butt clinching situation when I think if we just play chess instead of checkers, the game would have been handled a little bit more smoother, I think, and not as not as scary there in the end. Okay. Uh, anything you want to add, Sam? No. Um, when I was watching the game, I was at a bar celebrating my birthday. Um, so by that time, I was uh, having a little bit too much fun. So I don't have <laughs> any insightful breakdown about the Warriors game. I'm sure when we get back uh, next week, we'll have a lot of uh, Warriors stuff uh, since we'll be uh, – able to focus on that playoffs uh playoff football we're on to the super bowl and next week obviously is the pro bowl so we'll probably be breaking down the warriors again all right um anything left uh for the good of the order gentlemen uh, good a's uh we got that vote coming up uh i believe it's the 17th uh this should be the kind of like the final hurdle for this whole thing so uh, this yes. is to approve the uh, final environmental impact report. Yeah. So um, if this gets passed, then um, if the deal falls apart, it's because of the A's, not because of the city and not because of the county. Um, so fingers crossed, won't won't hold my breath, uh, won't believe it until, you know, I start seeing shovels in the ground and concrete being poured and you know, a uh, non-binding uh, agreement is is signed and, you know, that whole stuff. So um, as that vote comes down the pipeline next week, we'll probably talk more about it as uh, more information is coming out about it. Um, so, yeah, we're just hoping um, we'll, we'll have more on that next week, too. All right. Sounds good. So just a reminder, you can follow us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send us emails, svtsportspod at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to interacting with you. Uh, slide into our DMs. <laughs> Later, guys. I think I'm going to. I apologize, you guys. You guys have a good night. Uh, I'm going to keep saying that, slide into our DMs, because it's kind of fun and a little weird for me to say it, but it's still awesome. <laughs> Later, guys. Later. Later.